Hey everybody, AJ here. Uh, I just wanted to give a quick heads up at the top here that there is a little bit of audio distortion throughout this episode. Uh, I believe it was down to some Discord connection issues between myself and Adam, and I was unfortunately unable to fix it all in post. Uh, it's not ideal, but at the same time, I think it definitely could be worse. Uh, I've done my best to tidy it up as best as I can. Uh, as I say, I uh, just wanted to give a bit of forewarning to those who are maybe a little bit sensitive to audio quality stuff. Uh, at any rate, I hope you'll all stick around and listen to the full episode. Uh, this discussion with Adam of Snyder's return was super interesting and uh, just an all-round fun interview. Um, so yeah, uh, without any further ado, let's get into it. Cheers. Hey everyone, welcome back to Pretending With Dice. As always, I'm your host AJ. Uh, today's episode is another one of our interview bonuses and I'm honoured to be joined by the host of a great RPG podcast that also mixes uh, tabletop RPG interviews with uh, actual play gameplay, uh, Adam of uh, Snyder's Return. Uh, thanks so much for joining me today. Uh, how's it going? Well, thank you AJ. The, the honour's all mine for, for joining you on your podcast. But uh, yeah, my day's going pretty well. Thank you very much. Mm. I, I mean, well, let's sort of get right into it for listeners who sort of maybe haven't heard of you guys. I mean, you, um, as, as I said, sort of you, you sort of do a mixture of interviews and actual plays. That was that sort of a, a plan from the beginning. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. <laughs> that was in no way structured or planned or um, sort of conceived as as that the the intention uh, when I suggested to to the group who sort of make up the rest of Snyder's Return is, do you want to do a podcast? You know, a bit of fun, you know, just give it a try and see where we end up. Mm. And so we, we started re- recording some sessions and, and sort of going into it. So we, we sort of got a weird mix back catalogue as we were trying to finish one campaign and, oh, we'll start a, another one for the, the podcast. So, you know, it doesn't make sense to start in the middle of something. So we'll, we'll square that away. And then while I was, I was doing that, I was like, well, I want something else if I haven't got a, an episode ready, where do I go next? A listener's going to drop off. Mm. Um, the, the the panic, almost analysis paralysis of of where do I start and where do I go next? I was like, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna put an email together and send out to a couple of people and and hopefully someone responds for an interview. Yeah. If I get two or three of those as filling episodes between the adventure. I'm laughing. That gives me a bit of break to edit, and it just developed from there, really. Mm. I mean, cards on the table. That's pretty much where, where these these kind of bonuses came with with us as well. I mean, we we, we pretty much started mm. off as like an actual play kind of thing, with that idea being kind of the main focus. And then, as you say, you, you sort of see the, the backlog kind of running out and go, "Oh, I'm going to need something to put out." You know, <laughs> what am I going to do here? So, um, mm. yeah, we, we've. I mean, probably probably a couple of years ago now. I mean. God, I lose I lose track of how long we've been doing this. <laughs> Where I sort of thought, okay, well, we need a few different bonus things to put out, and interviews was one we I kind of landed on as like one of the options. And yeah, it's um, yeah, I think it's good to have something to sort of break up the storylines as well, isn't it? You know. Well, yeah, I, I decided that instead of breaking up the storylines, I'd be silly and try and run the two in parallel. So maybe <laughs> that's my my own pitfall there. Yeah. 
Well, as I say, it's um, I mean, it, it's d- different people who come to the podcast for different things as well. Because I'm sure like, there's people who will see, like, oh, that this person's being interviewed. I want, I definitely want to listen to that and maybe come on to the actual play mm-hmm. through that way as well. You know, it's uh, it's, oh, it's we, interesting. Yeah, way yeah, we, we certainly certainly hope so. And and I, I mean, you guys have got uh, yourself and the rest of your podcast have far more experience than than we've got. But um, you know, we're always keen to to welcome people over um, mm-hmm. and sort of. Or those that are already out there. Uh, you guys haven't really been going too long, then, have you? It's, I had a, had a quick look on your website. Uh, just under a year, is it? Coming up on the year mark. Mm, and slowly, slowly approaching that. I mean, our, our first episode was what May, and then our first sort of the start of our actual play in the episodes was June. Mm. So you know, we're, we're we're not even a year old yet, and um, hopefully, we can, as you have, continue over the years, develop stories, develop characters are following and, and and just engage with the uh community that's out and, and out and around so yeah i mean it's um it, I, it's i'll tell you now the, the time tends to fly once you get rolling as well but yeah the, the, i find that this whole kind of the community of tabletop podcasts especially sort of i feel like it's quite close-knit in the uk as in um mm. that there's i mean in general there's a lot of tabletop rpg podcasts but i feel like america has got like the sort of the lion's share of them by a big sort of margin really um but i mean we were able to connect through the i think it's oh it changed its name recently to actual play uk uh discord server but there was um before mm. that i think it was just called uk uk and ireland tabletop rpg it jordan changed it's the title and i can't remember exactly what it was yeah, it <laughs> yeah. um but yeah no, i mean i think everybody in that we're all sort of um as a community i found it quite supportive and that everybody's generally pretty happy to sort of talk to one another and kind of um mm. you know help out wherever they can um as it were so yeah and, I, and i've actually seen on on that server recently i mean i, th- I think i i said i would um i, w- I would get involved but I, I do need to apologize because i've i've been a bit um snowed under with <laughs> sorting out um things but you you've been putting together quite a large group project recently haven't you through that server uh, yeah, yeah, definitely. The um, we've been taking a bit of a, a shift, trying out some new game systems. And one of the systems we, well, I personally have been looking at and have been trying to sort of put a, a game together and and a wider project is the City of Mist RPG by Sun of Oak, mm-hmm. um, a power by the Apocalypse game. It's it's really evocative. It ma- uh, sort of meshes the real world struggles with um, sort of mythos, myths and legends, and uh, sort of comes together in a sort of episodic almost um campaign to solve cases delve into sort of personal issues um and one of the the cases that is presented is called gambling with death and i was having a read through and i thought this could work as, as a bit of a sort of almost improv or free flow actual play that the dms and, and the the people we have on that that server and a few other places are so talented that they they run these games for their groups with with little to no script or framework, but this has a script almost. This has a definite framework. Mm. Why can't I bring some people in and try and put it together and then turn it into a, an audio drama and, and sort of really sort of bolster the community uh, engagement from that side of things? Try something a little bit different. Uh, we are going to move on to do a City of Mist actual play, but that's something we're sort of ramping up to in the background. So that'll be in the next sort of couple of months that will be sort of starting to hit our podcast feed mm, mm. i mean the the whole idea of sort of putting together like a kind of um as you say like an audio drama but 
sort of voices that listeners from the the community might sort of go oh that's so and so from this you know this podcast that's so and so from this podcast i i really love um the sort of like i say the community spirit behind all that and everything and i feel like as just in general it's kind of like a genre i mean doing actual play podcasts we're kind of adjacent to audio drama anyway i i I kind Mm. of feel um I know we've sort of <laughs> in our run we've kind of wavered a little closer and further away from that you know sort of definition as we go I mean yeah the idea of doing like a full fully voiced audio drama is, is real you know it's a lot it's, it's a lot of fun to me hmm. uh, as you say there, there's many moving parts with it there's there's a lot of people involved so it's sort of tying things together freeing people up at the right sort of time and, and not bogging down and taking people away from their own creative output like like yourselves and, and your podcast so we're trying to work together without undermining each other's productivity. So there is a desire to get it done, mm. not wanting to force people to feel like they have to do that over their own stuff. We're, we're definitely trying to sort of foster that, that goodwill and good intention, get in contact with people when they have the chance, sort of pair some podcasts together who may not have, have worked directly before or individuals from the podcast, and then sort of bring it all together. Mm. And it might take... It might take a, a month, two months. It might take slightly longer just to fine-tune the audio and the editing and things like that. But I hope with a bit of patience and, and all the, the, the goodwill, as I've mentioned, and the hard work from, from those in that community and the wider community, that it'll, well, I know it'll be worth it. Mm. It's just presenting that to the, the, the listeners and the, the community at large. But definitely something for the, well, I, I would think, listeners of every podcast involved to look forward to i would think because it, it really sounds like a fun project to me um mm, thank you yeah so yeah i mean uh, this, this is i mean it's always i'm always excited when i see somebody doing something fun you know it, with playing with the medium a little bit and that mm. was it was this sort of an idea that you you'd come up with fairly early on with you know in sort of planning your podcast together that it was going to be sort of a, a potential platform for launching bigger projects or was this a more recent kind of idea this kind of um it was looking out into the what the wider community was doing i you know i hadn't really used much of of twitter before then or uh, the other social media platforms but the more i i sort of started to put our podcast out the more i saw what other podcasts were doing together so out of a little bit of jealousy i was like why can't i get us involved why can't we get other people involved with us Hmm. what is it stopping us from joining these these collaborations and, and integrations crossovers uh, and all those sorts of, of really good things that the community are doing and the answer was us me i i'd not reached out and i thought okay let's just chance chance the arm i'd spoken to in some of the interviews some of the the really nice people from various podcasts who basically said just ask just Put yourself out there. What's the worst they can say? No. Or it's not convenient. Or we'll come back to you. And that's, you know, initially a few people I think were hesitant. We are a, a new and small podcast. We're sort of meshing two systems and, and trying to not grow beyond our, our means, but certainly sort of keep expanding and, and sort of drawing new people in and, and reaching out to those in in the circle so yeah we just stopped ourselves initially i think mm. and it wasn't until we took that initial step and uh, i got some some courage from from a few of the the interviews i had that that i went for it so 
Yeah, I mean, that that's something I've definitely found with this, um, just getting involved in this community myself. So I definitely, I still feel like I'm kind of, <laughs> I, I'm not really interacting as much as I could be really, because I mean, everybody, but then every time you speak to somebody else, they're always always super happy to talk about stuff, which is just, like, as I say, so, you know, it's quite a welcoming community. And I, I found that myself quite early on, kind of dipping my toe into the the kind of actual play sort of thing because this is um i've mentioned before on other other episodes and that this is my this is my first podcast that i did previously i did a um kind of more sort of general sort of a little bit stereotypical to <laughs> two white guys talking about popular culture kind of podcast <laughs> for a couple of years so the, but this was a bit of a change of pace and not really knowing who to talk to at first i was just kind of like okay well, we'll just sort of see how it goes and then uh, I was lucky enough to get sort of a couple of people reaching out to me and going, "Hey, what it, what's your, you know, what's your deal?" And then everybody was sort of, I say, everybody's just been super welcoming, welcoming since then. So it's, you know, it's been great, really. But as I say, <laughs> I never, I never feel like I'm interacting enough. But um, that's my own thing, I guess. <laughs> uh, I think we we all have that. Uh, you know, some people call it imposter syndrome. Some people um, sort of have a maybe a natural shyness or a, a concern that maybe there's a, an element of, of, I don't know, rejection or, or not wanting to be sort of thrust in the, in the limelight in the same way. But hopefully through the communities that are, are building the, the, the other discord servers for the official games and, and the, the sort of the fan ones, people can feel more confident and people like, like us as podcasters can reach out to, to others and and we can all share the the limelight the spotlight for a, a short period and then if people want to go back to what they're doing then obviously they're free to do so mm, um for sure and we, yeah. we just we just roll on to the next project so as i say we have been looking to do this gambling of death which is 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 coming on we've got great interaction from in the community and we are looking to change game system and, and bring a couple of new players in sort of shift the focus so we can have some dungeons and dragons on the go try and maintain that that storyline and that campaign and the energy there some city of mist stuff some one shots with the the alien rpg from free league and uh, sorry free league publishing and just try a couple of new things because we are we're able to mm. the, the sticking point is always time and availability but that is true in, in everybody's life. And whether podcasting is your job or whether you have a uh, a nine to five or other work or family commitments, we always try and find a time that suits the other party because mm. it's them that's making the sacrifice. One of the things I, I picked up and has been, I've seen a couple of times on Twitter and other social media is that, that whole uh, a rising tide uh, raises all ships or words to that effect. So that's what we're, we're sort of trying to get in and, and assist with really mm. so so to sort of pick up on a point you said there then so you bring it you, you you've started off with um with, with D, obviously i mean i feel like a lot of us that's a, <laughs> it's a good um it's always a good starting point for these podcasts because there's, there's kind of a little bit of a building audience and then we all kind of branch out from there are you, are you planning to sort of keep putting out D episodes while you're putting out other ones sort of intercutting them as you've as you have been or is this going to be sort of done in kind of um sort of a block of D&D and then a block of Alien or what, what's the thinking? Uh, the Alien stuff is just for one for, for one shots and, and, and guess and, and just a, a different game style for, for me and my own experience selfishly and something a, a bit different so sort of like a 
maybe a mid-season break or just a break from the action, the D&D stuff, we are you know, going to be recording more episodes and following that on. But I'd like to run almost, giving myself too much work probably, but run alongside that um, City of Mist so we, we can offer different game systems. So if people want to listen in, they can choose to listen to uh, the D&D stuff and then that will repeat on the same day. So the interviews we do on a, we release on a Tuesday, the D&D stuff we release on a Thursday. Right. If I can edit and put out City of Mist on the Saturday, then three times a week you can listen to our content or once a week if that's the the content you're listening for mm. uh, we'll still continue to um our sort of promo cross crossovers and stuff like that and and just keep trying to support people in that respect as well i'm super impressed with the um uh sort of the the, the volume of content then going at, at the, even as you say now doing interviews on one and then D D on another day like every week is um you know, uh, <laughs> that that's quite an impressive amount to be putting out all the, all the time. And, and having a third day is, you know, my hat's off to you with that one. <laughs> I know, um, well, from experience, how much, how much sort of, um, how much time editing can take at least to get things how you like it and that. So it's, um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, uh, I'm, I'm trying to do as much as I can now, because at some point work is going to, is going to come in and, and sort of put a, an enforced break so uh, away from the podcast, I say away from the podcast, outside of, of the podcasting side of stuff, I'm in the Royal Navy. So I have sort of military commitments and service commitments there. So at some point, I know that that is going to come in and say, right, we need you to go X for X amount of, of time. Mm. And I won't be able to, to get to the computer to upload. So I'm trying to ensure I've got content built up and stuff that I'm interested in, get interviews in. And have it all ready so I can, if I have to put it to one side, I know that things are going to get released. I know that there'll be interest there. So when I, if one of my co-players uh, doesn't sort of take up the mantle and, and sort of help put episodes out, I know that there are things that are going to be programmed. So at the moment we have episodes ready recorded to be released up until May. Wow. <laughs> which... It's good in in some respects because it means I have that longevity. I've got guaranteed releases, and, yeah. and but they were all recorded autumn, winter last year, which makes some of the information dated. A lot of the advice that's provided is is kind of timeless. It sounds a bit cheesy saying like that, but <laughs> how to get into podcasting, how to GM, how to edit, how to get into writing, different techniques, and all that sort of stuff that the various content creators give. But that stuff will stand the, the sort of the test of time. But things like uh, a few of the mentioned releases that at time of recording were sort of hush-hush projects almost, time of release will be either at time of release or maybe slightly later or around that sort of time. So some of them tie in, but some of them will be a little bit dated. We'll be talking about how it's cold and it will be spring, that kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, I mean, just having that much of a, of a sort of as you say, like a, a deep well of stuff to pull from is again, <laughs> I'm super impressed with that as well. <laughs> I mean, I mentioned this, I mean, I, um, listeners, our previous interview would have heard me talking to Fiona from, uh, what am I rolling? And I think I've referred to my process pretty much as that, um, one bit from, uh, the wrong trousers where grommets on the front of a train slapping down track. That's kind of what, <laughs> that, <laughs> that's sort of how I am. Um, 
so yeah anybody who's <laughs> got the wherewithal to have that much of a of pre-planning going on in in this is is definitely um yeah <laughs> well you say pre-planning but that, that came again from my initial start and not really knowing how i was going to structure the podcast properly so i was just throwing out invitations to you know, i was i was pitching as high as i could get hmm. and surprisingly most of them uh most of them said yes yeah, some people are unavailable some people defer to a later point in time some people i haven't heard back from but that, that's life uh, yeah but a lot of them said yes so i was like ah well now i actually have to do these interviews i have to learn how to interview someone and do lots of them in a short space of time mm. so i'd built a back catalog before i'd even realized what i was doing <laughs> so <laughs> it, it's it's kind of, it's definitely worked in my favor in that respect because there'll always be say always i aim to always have an episode week to release um and the interviews being there give me that structure mm. i guess i mean um, with an interview is there a little bit less in little little bit less editing that's needed yeah so as you say with the, the episodes the limited require limited amount of editing required so as you say when i finished asking a question i will sit back away from the mic because i make that horrible smacking sound with my mouth when i start to talk <laughs> i um i somehow knock the boom mic even though it's like a couple of feet away from me and i've got it stretched out so i can't like knock it when i'm making notes and things um <laughs> so most of the noise that i'm editing out is is self-induced which is great because then i can just spot it between the questions and highlight it and and silence it or edit it but luckily the guests have, have been really good i might have to Know, tweak volume levels or uh, take out some repeat sections or in one case it was we sort of going off on a tangent and and they asked you know just would you mind just maybe taking that bit out i was like yeah not a problem mm. so yeah the the interviews uh the timing for editing them is you know i slap on the intro music the outro which is pre-recorded and the editing in the middle and it's it's a a lot quicker than right what background music fits this scene do i need to sound effect do i need to tweak the each individual player's levels do i need to uh cross reference or or sort of cross fade between two sections that sort of stuff that the actual play challenges throw up mm, i definitely find that with ours i mean the, these bonus ones i mean the, let's say we do the interviews we do um uh, the other main one we do is uh our kind of world building episodes all of all of our dnd is set within our own sort of homebrew setting um hmm. and me as i say grommet on the train most of it isn't written <laughs> so um well we found it as a good source of kind of extra episodes is to sit down and go like right what should we come up with for the setting this time and yeah my philosophy with the those has very much been like okay if i can do if we can record the whole thing without anything i need to cut out that is a perfect easy episode for me to put out i just yeah, as I say, music on the front, music on the end, maybe a little bit of arm and ring removing if I'm feeling super self-conscious, but otherwise, fine. And then that sort of night and day with our regular actual play kind of episodes, uh, I'm in there. I've, you know, similar, similar sort of thing to you, as you say, adjusting, adjusting levels, but then I'm writing the music, sound effects, there's cutting there's i mean i've recently we've upgraded our setup so now when we even when we do in person recordings everybody's on their own channel which is great but then it's four times the editing so <laughs> yeah <laughs> uh yeah that's fair um uh with respect to to actual play one, one of the 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 things i found and it might seem a bit a bit like a 
like a cheat, I guess, is I've started restricting episode lengths because a, f- a few of them have been like an hour. And to edit an hour's worth of four, five, six people's worth of audio is taxing on the mind. So I've started to find convenient points and I've sort of purposely looked to make it between sort of half an hour and 45. That's manageable, which it normally comes out of two hours worth of, of audio, as I'm sure you're, mm. I'm sure you're used to. So by condensing the episode slightly, it gives me a, a little bit more flexibility as to where to put the breaks in, much uh, sound effects and cleanup I need to do per episode, which has seemed to, it might just be a psychological thing, but it, it seems to have made the editing from my perspective, easier because I'm like, right, I'm 20 minutes into this episode. It's probably going to take me another hour to sort of the audio out and drop in the effects. Then I'll slap on the intro, slap on the outro. That's then that done. Yeah. Um, we started putting in mid-roll promos for other podcasts, which is, which is really great. So I'll get it to a point, find that convenient middle section, then make sure that I add in that audio um, so we can do our bit to as we probably have said over and over, keep supporting the others in the community. So that, that buoys me as well. Mm, yeah, I mean, I, I, that, that sort of, um, as you say, sort of 30 to 45 minute length is quite, I mean, from, from my sort of how I approach podcasts, that's a very manageable um, length for me for, as a listener, if you know what I mean. Mm. That, that's kind of perfect sort of um, commuting sort of time for me. Yeah, yeah. Which, you know... I'm all for longer podcasts. You know, I think ours, our average is probably about an hour. But um, I think my my personal sort of thing is if I, if I'm coming at a podcast for a listener and I'm looking at a feed full of two hour long, three hour long episodes, that's quite daunting. Whereas I think being able to look at it and go, oh look, okay, these are you know thirty five, forty odd minutes. You know that that's that's quite welcoming to me as a new listener. Mm. Yeah, definitely. And that that was something also we were kind of again sort of quite co- not i say fairly conscious of when we're putting ours together of like i didn't want to go too long and as you say you kind of you you find at least i do when i'm editing yeah i'm kind of looking for like a cliffhanger ending yeah of sort of like okay this is going to be like knowing what's coming next from the rest of the recording this would be a good spot to stop and like whether that's like at an hour and five or or that sometimes i've come to that point and i'm looking at it going Oh, we're only forty minutes in. Okay, well, <laughs> how can I stretch this out? Or not? Not so much stretch this out, but you kind of look at it as like, oh, the previous episode was an hour and ten. This one's going to be forty. Is this going to feel a bit of a, a switch? But I feel, like you say, I, I feel anything from like half an hour to an hour and a quarter is quite a manageable sort of um, length for me. As a, like when I look at a feed of, of, of you know, podcast as a as a listener. Hmm. So um, yeah, if you had much sort of. Um, in the way of um, kind of feedback on that, uh, you know, um, we we've had a, a we've had a, a couple of reviews and, and a few people have, have given me other useful constructive feedback, mm. constructive criticism. I'm not uh, <laughs> I'm <just laughs> so sure how best to phrase that, but the support has been has been mainly positive. There are there are areas on the on the podcast I was aware of and, and need to work on, and that's going to take some coordination between myself and the players, but. That's that's an in-house thing. Mm. Uh, with respect to, to sort of structure and length, because we chop and change, chop and change the wrong, because we're structured to do the interviews and the actual play, and we're still new, we're, we're still building up that engagement and sort of review culture. Um, so if anybody wants to leave a review, having listened to an episode, 
Uh, thank you very much. That's greatly appreciated. You know, and, and if we start getting that, that more consistent feedback that we can work on and I can work on, develop certain things, tweak certain things to, to, to suit what the, the listener wants. And, and that's ultimately what we're there. We, we have a good time playing. Uh, we try and make uh, the story and, and the actions interesting while still maintaining our, our, our own bit of personality. But we don't want to alienate people because it's our game. You stuck on on an audio file and, and pushed out to the world. We mm. want to be able to involve the listener, maybe not directly, but there's there's a couple of podcasts that that I listen to where you you feel like you're part of the group. Yeah, you don't yeah. feel like you're listening to a podcast. You feel like you're there while they're recording it and while they're going through the adventure. Um, and, and that's the kind of the the sensation and feel we would like to get. Um, certainly with the City of Mist stuff we've got coming up, uh, notwithstanding the audio drama side of things for, with gambling, uh, gambling with death, but the the City of Mist actual play, because it's going to be more episodic, more sort of like a, a TV series, Netflix thing, we're going to look to try and sort of build the drama and bring people into the character's story because the, the game supports that kind of storytelling. I'm not saying D&D doesn't, and there's some fantastic... D&D and Pathfinder, Starfinder, whatever system uh, is being used to, to tell those those sort of multi-layered, deep uh, character stories. We just haven't found that that balance on that yet. And that is something we're working on and looking to to improve and, and you know, grow as, as people as well as characters, as well as a podcast, as well as part of a community. So mm. some lock goals there, I guess, but you know, we're trying. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that, that, that's something I'm, I'm also, I, I'm always quite um, conscious of. It's that I, I love playing these games with my friends. It's that, you know, it's it's one of my favorite things to do. But at the same time, we're also putting out a show that people, you know, I want it to be fun for people to listen to as well as, you know, sort of, it, you know, people can be interested just on the general level of like, oh, I, you know, I like tabletop RPGs. This is a tabletop RPG podcast, but I want it to kind of be sort of accessible to sort of, you know, fun, fun to listen to, fun to put on, and not, you know, at least my, my sort of um, nobody, nobody wants to hear an hour of people rolling dice. They want to hear, like you say, the, the engaging stories, have it feel like they're at the table, having fun with people and stuff as well. It's quite, it's very much, yeah. Like I, say, I think I'm very much on the same page as you there of like wanting to, wanting it to be accessible to people and um, sort of, as you say, feel like it's um, feel like you're part of the uh, part of the fun rather than just sort of. Listening to okay, here's five, here's four or five people sat around a table who happen to have pressed record on a mic. You want it to feel like mm. you're in and part of it is is definitely an important thing for me. I think um, to definitely like yeah. I say, I think I feel like the the best shows, the ones that last and tend to have the um, the following of are always ones that I feel like they've gone that extra mile to sort of have it be you know a fun thing to listen to. It's, it, if you know what I mean. Um, yeah, it, it, um, from from my perspective, sort of taking on that, it, it's almost like character first. Be that the character of the the players or the characters of uh, off the character sheets come first, and then the dice and the mechanics kind of sort of they come a I won't say a distant second, but they come second. That they are they are not what makes the podcast. They are what is used to produce the podcast. The, mm. without the structure and the framework um, of the sort of the, the game system, then it is just an audio drama. Uh, and, and there is nothing wrong 
nothing wrong with audio dramas, not trying to beat down on that community. <laughs> uh, hate me. Um, but yeah, the, the, as you say, the, the, the longevity of, of podcasts is built around people's engagement with character mm. rather than uh, mechanic. Because we can all like different game mechanics, but I bet you could name on one hand or, or two or however many fingers you choose to possess in this day and age, um, you know, who is your favorite character from what actual play, be it a stream or a podcast, you could probably rattle a few off. Does it matter what system they're playing? Not so much. No, you're coming back because you like the people and you like what you're hearing as, you know, as a, as a fun time rather than going back to hear a string of numbers. That's, you know, that's sort of what Absolutely. I, yeah. So, so, I mean, as a, as a term, as a um a kind of um ongoing sort of starting point then was D kind of what what you and your your castmates were playing prior to the podcast like or was it was that sort of a, a choice at the beginning as sort of that this is this seems like this would be something fun to people to listen to or, is it, or was that very much your go-to game well uh in my youth i was i was aware of dungeons and dragons and um, various sort of choose your own adventure and, and the, the the vague awareness of of other game systems and things. Um, I attempted to play Warhammer in my teens. Mm. Couldn't afford it. Couldn't understand it. Put it to one side. Uh, and, and many other sort of hobbies and that sort of fell by the wayside. Um, and it wasn't till mm, five five six years ago now. Um, one of my friends, work colleagues, uh, said. Would you fancy playing it? Have you heard of Critical Role? And I think this is true for a lot of people at the moment. Um, you know, have you heard of Critical Role? I was like, no, I haven't. And yes, I will give Dungeons and Dragons a go. I've, I've, I know kind of what it is. I played like Hero Quest, which is being re-released, I believe. It's a new edition. It's got like Joe Magniello. Mag, apologies, Joe. Uh, Joe Magniello. He's not listening um, to this. <laughs> he's, you'd be surprised. Um, I wouldn't rule it out because the world is a, a smaller place in certain communities, and don't, don't yeah. Write yourself okay. off. Well, I won't. Ta- I'll, I'll tag him in the uh, <laughs> tag him in the link. There, there we go. Yeah. <laughs> well, you say that. Yeah. I uh, I tried to uh, approach him through various platforms for an interview. Um, Joe, if you are listening, that, that invitation is obviously still open. Um, and someone popped up with a fake account and tried to make commu- like communications <laughs> with me. So it I mean, then ended up in a weird kind of comms triangle where he, the, the real one, actually got involved to say, no, this isn't. This is an imposter. So technically, I have had interaction with a Hollywood star. So, yeah. I mean, how long did the scammer think that was going to keep going for? I mean, because if they were... <laughs> I mean, yeah, presumably right up until the point where... I mean, what was their end game? Like, like as soon as you got on a call or whatever, then you'd realise surely it wasn't him. <laughs> yeah. Strange. Yeah. Um, but um, rewinding back to the, the original story. Yes, yeah, sorry. Uh, so, yeah, I played various other uh, other systems and... Um, sort of left left all that stuff to to work and and concentrate on sort of just just life in general. Mm. Um, and then yeah, was was sort of propositioned by by a friend like right while we're while we're at work, do you want to try it? I was like, yeah, 
Yeah, definitely. So he uh, is Colonel Osaki, who's who's on the podcast. He and the others who are sort of the core cast, as as it were. We've sort of had a slight interchange of personnel, but uh, and cast members, but they're all still we all still played together as a group. It's just who gets recorded is changed slightly. Mm. So he and a few others, we, we played and went through the, the Lost Minds of Fandelva because I'd not played Dungeons & Dragons properly before 5th edition. Um, and it just kind of swept our our lives. Um, so, you know, invested in, in getting the books and D&D Beyond and dice and, and minis. And I bought dungeon tiles and... Uh, Dwarven Forge or anything like that, but the the dungeon tiles reincarnated the cardboard, yeah, cardboard yeah. ones that wizards put out, sort of room um, layouts and things, aren't they? Yeah, uh, ideal for for uh, in person play, which obviously is taken a again taken a backseat mm-hmm. um, because of the well the ongoing <laughs> situation <laughs> situation, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so we started playing as as, as that. So he. Ran Lost Minds of Fandelva, then he did Dragon Horde, uh, Rise of the... No, that's Rise of Tiamat. What's the one before that? Oh, um, Horde of the Dragon Queen, is that it? Horde of the Dragon Queen. I know it had Horde and Dragon yeah. in it. Uh, Horde of the Dragon Queen. So he ran that for us uh, while we were, we were sort of all still working in the same place. Then I got enough courage to, to start DMing, which is why I'm always positive for, for people wanting to say that they want to... MC, GM, Storytell, whatever the system is, mm. uh, actually run a game for themselves. Always try and be supportive of those. So I did... We started Tomb of Annihilation, but work got in the way, so that got put on the back burner. We are... As a home game, we're running through uh, The Curse of Strahd. We're very close to the end of that. But that's had some twists and turns. And I, we did start to record that, but we were literally probably a year into that. And while we are recording it, it would take a lot more editing and a lot more filler kind of stuff. Yeah. Start doing a, a one note diary to, to sort of back up and go alongside it. But because of the intermittent play style and things like that, that's kind of dropped off. Um, so we were playing that home. We started Descent into Avernus, which is the, the, the basis for the, the podcast episodes that we're releasing at the moment. Mm. And we do lots of other bits and, and pieces as well. So that was the lead up to kind of where we are now. But there's always been a. I've always had a, a wandering eye. It sounds horrible <laughs> when you phrase it in that way. In that respect, you know, you look across, uh, say, Drive Through, or the other game systems, other podcasts. You're like, oh, that system sounds interesting. I like that IP. Maybe I'll have a look at that. So recently, I have picked up the Alien RPG. I picked up the Alter Carbon RPG. I picked up uh, Hunters Entertainment's Outbreak Undead RPG to to try and run at some point. City of Mist, which. Um, I don't know if your listeners have seen the Runesmith videos. Uh, does a great introduction to the game, um, and also ran one for the Arcane Arcade. I think I've got the name right. So check that on YouTube. There's there's other tool plays uh, recommended by the City Miss website. It sounds like I'm selling it, and I'm not. I'm just <laughs> that excited to play it um, that I'd encourage others. It's different to D and D. You know, you you put those usual mindsets of what's my armor class how far can i move in one turn and all that kind of kind of thought process that that takes a backseat to that cinematic style so instead of saying can i move 35 feet up to monster x you just say i approach table let's use 
this move and these power tags to uh, see if you achieve that aim. Mm. Um, and the spot shifts between the players. It's it's very much about their story in that moment. And the game encourages you to use noir, noir themes and and treat it like you were not only the, the player's biggest fan, you know, cheering on their characters, but also describing the action from like a cinematic camera. So whether it be over the shoulder or sweeping around a corner or above shots to show chase scenes and things like that, the, the game encourages that. And I'm not saying D&D doesn't, but the, the round structure and certain game mechanics in D&D are fun. Yeah. And, and, and I really, enjoy, I do enjoy it. And I enjoy running it because it's good to see how people come up and solve solve, be it social or combat encounters. But this is a different style of game. Mm. That's basically where I was going with that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it sounds like it's got much more kind of, as you say, kind of fluid sort of narrative focus to it, and that. And I'll be the first to admit, like <laughs> having the sort of strict, okay, this round is six seconds. You have these three actions thing in Dungeons and Dragons, kind of. I say it's it's a little limiting sometimes. The number of times as a DM I've had to say like, well, no, you can't quite do all that at the same time. Is um, mm. yeah, so that that, oh, that sounds pretty interesting actually. Like I say, I'll, I'll look into it. Yeah, and then I've got as I say, <laughs> shelves full of books I haven't um, haven't yet managed to play a game of yet, but um, at some point, but yeah, <laughs> maybe maybe this month, maybe 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 yeah, and obviously. As you say, this is uh, the ongoing situation has put a bit of a damper on organising certain things as well. Um, but mm. uh, yeah, it's a little bit unavoidable at the moment. <laughs> so, uh, so it's, in many respects, as, as bad as the situation is, and, and obviously, we, I'm sure everybody just wants not the situation to pass, but everybody to be in in good health and mm. and sort of not suffer the 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 impact of. of what's going on too too deeply too closely but uh with the the constrictions that have come into place for me personally i am now able to do my bit at work from home and then i have time to either sit and edit or organize collaborations or do do a bit of world building or pre-reading for for sessions and things like that so it has allowed a certain amount of creative freedom because i'm guaranteed to have certain times available to me mm. so, so i've had to try and see it in the positive because it's very easy to look at situations like oh i can't meet up we can't play in person and see that in a negative light but in some respects it has helped the podcast because people are more readily available at home and mm. it sounds horrible <laughs> but it's true yeah yeah um, we, we can organize the games a bit easier and we have that little bit more flexibility mm. i suppose um I mean, I mean, I don't know, obviously, what happened with your players individually, but I mean, a fair number of people I know got sort of furloughed in that first um, lockdown. So yeah, I can see that freeing up a, a bit of time to be like, okay, well, should we just do a game night and, and things like that? <laughs> yeah. Mm. It did kind of, I'm asked, again, I spoke about this before, uh, last time when I was speaking to Fiona, it did kind of throw out our recording plans quite badly because um, after two or three different story arcs of various games where we were recording all on over discord and everything you know with various players around the country we'd finally circled back to doing an in-person group <laughs> and then the situation happened <laughs> sort of yeah. thing so um see the first thing went down we finally managed to get first batch of episodes of that recorded and then 
everything went back into lockdown and everything, and it's it's really kind of thrown us off. Mm. But uh, yeah, as I said, I, you know, I'm trying to I'm trying to look on the bright side, like you say, that, that you get a lot of time for planning and things. It's an adjustment. Let's put it that way. I think. Yeah, uh, absolutely. Yeah, I certainly agree with that uh, phrasing of yeah. it. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, I mean, to circle back then on on sort of your you, you sort of entry into D and D and that. Um, you mentioned sort of hearing about it as a younger person and sort of it sounds like we had kind of parallel kind of it ways into it sort of um i also games workshop took a lot of my money <laughs> as, a, as a young as a sort of like again i was never really i never got really that deep into the game and i like it, it wasn't that i didn't really sort of get it it was just sort of i kind of ended up preferring the painting side of things when it came to warhammer and that and it was always like oh you know Oh, that's a nice model. I want to paint that. Which and then it just sits in their box after I've done it and <laughs> things. Um, but that, yeah, I guess that was kind of my intro to sort of role. You know, again, not really even really role playing, but kind of tabletop gaming and things like that. Um, hmm. And l- then later on, coming into this sort of coming in across sort of this type of game as a sort of okay, we can sort of do this. You know, this is this is a bit different. This is this is relevant to my interests. You know, <laughs> sort of thing. And then coming into it that way. I ended up buying like the whole swath of fourth edition D and D books and never playing a session, which was because <laughs> you know, I, I was that thing of like, oh, okay, you know, I'd be up for doing, you know, trying out D and I'll get the books and then I like them. And I was like, oh, well, there's these books as well. I'll just get them and that, and then, mm. but never really sort of sorting out which one of my friends would be up for playing, which was the wrong way around of doing it, to be honest. <laughs> and then finally getting a game together to play Star Wars uh, Saga Edition, which was sort of my first one we ran, but then. I ended up being the DM kind of out of necessity because, again, nobody else wanted to do it. So, yeah, yeah it was because if I, if I want to play these games, I've got to be the one running them. <laughs> what, what helped with, with my lead-in, given that the large time gap, was although games like Warhammer sort of dropped away, my, my interest in things like anime and manga that, that sustained through and, and watching various shows on, on various genres sort of kept firing that that spark that imagine imagination sort of kept ticking over in the background mm. and it it wasn't until kern said do you want to try and D I was like this is this is my chance this, <laughs> this everything i've watched for the last five or six years can be culminated into and it turned out i was playing uh, i think it's a high elf high elf wizard sun elf wizard off the starter set which wasn't wasn't quite where my creative vision was but <laughs> i understood i needed take that step to understand the system then i could go wild and and with the introduction of various books that were released and dnd beyond so you could sort of do it all on the computer and in half the time and make 200 times the amount of characters <laughs> i was in my element mm. it, it's definitely so the, the tool set has been is greatly expanded since <laughs> as i say the days when i was buying fourth edition books i feel i feel like there was a um there was like a digital thing you could download but it was a bit clunky and not particularly user friendly, and yeah, D and D Beyond has just been a big help to be like, hey, here's stuff, go wild, you know. <laughs> and even as like a as a DM, it's it's helpful to be able to just quickly look something up on there and that without having to go into my giant bookshelf and be like, oh god, which one was it in, you know? <laughs> yeah. So it uh, sounds like I'm interviewing you now, but um, what what other um, resources do you use? I'm always curious as to find out what sort of uh, whether you use like a virtual tabletop or if you use camera or if or if it's all theater of the mind what, 
how how to keep track of notes and stuff like that because i i like to learn from other people in that respect because often what i've got has been cobbled together from uh, a couple of years of of fudging it and faking it and with the, yourselves with the uh, far more experience in both podcasting and playing than i've got um it's always always good to hear what you use to make your game flow better if um not. yeah i mean, I'd, I'd, i always tend to say like don't follow my example because i feel like i'm really bad at taking notes i'm really bad at prepping you know and having like a big outline i tend to um rather than get right into the details of things i'll have like um i'll have a story in mind and like a couple of you know like a sort of a general idea of like what's going on and a a couple of big sort of cinematic set pieces kind of in mind but really that's all i write out ahead of time so i can't recommend it <laughs> to be honest i might plan a couple of encounters a bit more in, in depth sort of thing um usually just writing down kind of monster manual page numbers in a in a um a piece of notepaper for myself so yeah I, oh, I really can't recommend taking my route really with that but yeah in terms of sort of other other tools when we're doing the podcast it all tends to be kind of theater of the mind to be honest because uh, because i figure if i can't describe it for the players then the listeners definitely aren't going to know what's going on i we kind of played around a couple of times before i started doing the podcast with having a uh the, we, we had a, a quick go at sort of roll 20 and that for the virtual tabletop this was a sort of group i had you know pre-podcast it didn't really work out that it was more kind of down to tech issues and people getting frustrated with it and just going like i will say there was a rage quit incident involved <laughs> when we were attempting to get a session going it was like, oh this isn't working other than that i mean yeah just just kind of i mean home games we used to do minis and things i do find now especially with as we said the the, the situation not a lot of home games going on and when i am playing it's usually to record so i kind of don't really i don't really lean too much on minis and things to be honest really i ever everybody's got their style and mine is to you know try and keep a variety of silly voices going and not look like i don't know what i'm doing <laughs> and that's pretty much the extent of it to be honest and it's not the best advice ever really but <laughs> we all have our style i mean i yeah again when i bought the tiles i started buying minis i, I still on occasion buy minis because i'm like that's really cool. Mm. Um, I'll put it in the cupboard with the rest. <laughs> Thank you, Norris, for inspiring me and and something else for me to dust every so often. Yeah, yeah. As I say that, I like uh, you know, I d I never hold myself up as a you know a DMing style to to emulate really because I know there's definitely a lot more. I'm I'm always how should I put it? I'm always impressed by basically everybody else because I, I always feel like everybody's a lot more competent than me when it comes across and. You know, when it comes to sort of prep and things like that, I'm more of a kind of, I go into it with sort of like, I guess like like from a story focus, I'm kind of, rather than looking at it as like I'm running a game, which is probably what I should be doing. I'm looking at it as like, if I, were, if I was making this as a film, how would I do it? And then I'm just sort of patching the game elements in later, if that makes sense. <laughs> well, uh, you know, as we're running it, I'm kind of adding in the game elements, but... Yeah, it sort of works with the podcast. I feel like I, 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 it's been too long, really, since I know whether it would work quite so well if we weren't recording it and I wasn't planning on adding music and things later. Um, hmm. So, yeah, it's, it's tough to tell that. Cause I never really tend to... I mean, we don't we don't go to many cons. We've been to Dragon Meet a couple of times, but I've never been one for running games at cons or anything like that. So, yeah, I've got to 
bit of a captive audience with my players as well so (laughs) you never know if you just kind of drift over time from like okay this is maybe not the norm when it comes to running games but who knows (laughs) i don't know i mean with with respect to cons having been outside of the the, well having not even been part of the community because we weren't even a podcast we we weren't really playing until the last sort of five six years and then getting into podcasting even more recently cons were you know heard of of some of the bigger ones but like packs and that but hadn't really thought to attend any and now i'm like oh all these potential options to go and you know meet people and interact and, and form you know even if it's just a social bond, it's not necessarily a, a collaborative mm. uh, engagement or anything like that, and sort of build those and and test, maybe even go and test myself in that kind of environment to run a game. As you say, you, you build up your own rhythm and mannerisms with respect to running a game. Could I replicate that for other people in a in a con situation or or convention situation or I've I've started being braver with respect to myself and and GMing or running games for for strangers, you know, you know, looking for game groups and and reaching out to to people such as yourself because I want that that feedback of are they enjoying the way I MC is or sorry DM or GM is my style too descriptive am i not descriptive enough do i miss out certain information do i foreshadow too much do i not foreshadow enough where where am i falling short where where is my areas for improvement with respect to to running a a good game it sounds harsh to say anyone can run a game but it's true anyone can they can pick up the books run through the the mechanics form a world and and running a game can be a liberating experience Mm. Absolutely, and, and one I think that everybody should try at least once, just to to see both sides of, of the of the coin. Um, but is my style nearly there? It's never going to be finished. There's always things to be learned, mm. new mechanics to learn, new players to engage with, new descriptions. And you know, I don't sit at night with a dictionary or thesaurus going through to find out some grand term to describe the color brown but, i feel like i should um, do that to be honest I, I get i get a bit self-conscious about like i know this could sound better but all i can think yeah. of is like it looks like a box or like you know <laughs> something like that and yeah. then i end up do fixing I, it I... in the edit sort of thing which is as a little bit of a peek behind the curtain there for our listeners <laughs> play a fun game listen back through our old episodes and realize the bits where i've taken out and replaced the narration <laughs> yeah you know do i do i fall into the same sentence structure for there's the chest in the corner of the room you see a uh a brown wooden chest with gold inlay Mm. do i repeat that do i not vary it do i not change the type of chest could it be a a cube or a rectangle do i just where am i not improving this and how can i do that so by speaking to yourself, speaking to doing the interviews with with other podcasters, um, game designers, and things like that, where you get to see how they structure their work, even if it's editing. And I've spoken to a couple of editors how they weave the words that the writers create, how they intend or have a an idea of how DMs or GMs should should bring this encounter, be it social exploration or, or combat, to 
uh, using the, the three pillar approach there um, to their groups. Mm. Am I falling short? Am, have I have I allowed myself to rest on my laurels in that respect? I feel like these are all great questions as well, and like, and it's sort of something that through doing the podcast, I, I find. I mean, I, I don't know whether this is true of yourself as well that doing the podcast and having to edit it and listen to yourself talking while you're, you know, sort of stuff you've said before, but then going back and going, oh, do I sound like that? Is what that's the starting point is. Oh, is that how I sound? But then through running, you know, I mean, at this point, we're up to, I think, we've done seventy-seven episodes of game stuff. And I, I think this is actually probably close to being our hundredth episode, but not officially hundredth, if you know what I mean. Hmm. Um, yeah, yeah. Because I, I really only number the game ones, but doing that many, and you know, after a while, you hear the sort of patterns of speech of it that you know it's been quite sort of illuminating for me to be like, okay, oh god, I you, I always use that sort of phrasing. I always use that sort of kind of tone of voice when I'm about to foreshadow something or like there's that one joke I've made five times before, you know, <laughs> that kind of thing. So I, I feel like doing the podcast is, is, is at least for me been quite helpful in sort of realizing like, okay, I keep falling into these same speech patterns and whatnot. You know, how can I mix it up? How can I make things you know, a bit more varied really? So yeah, I think, but yeah, like I say, all the what? questions you're asking of yourself, you know, mm. it's, it's a good, good self-awareness sort of exercise, especially when, you know, running games of sort of, and wanting to be that little bit better as well, yeah. Hmm. As 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 you mentioned, listen, listening back, I sort of cringe a little bit when all of my NPCs have one of three variations on tone of, of my. <laughs> so I'm like, I really should be. I should be able to do more. I, I have more than just this level tone that I can alter slightly. I I can hit a slightly higher register. I can go slightly deeper. Why am I not varying it more? Why does every innkeeper, tavern, runner, barkeep, whatever they are, um, have the same, I don't want to say monosyllabic or monotone sort of <laughs> voice, but that's what I drop into. And I'm like, right, I've got, to, I've got to consciously think about this now to make this NPC worth the, the player's interaction, mm. worth the time. I put the time in to put some sort of backstory or an interesting plot hook or... Um, create an encounter that, that that seeds certain things in the story am i underselling it with my voice yeah that's something i uh, say that that's definitely something I, I i became quite conscious of early on um sort of trying to in i mean not always successfully but trying to introduce a few different accents for different npcs and things was but then it's that it's that there's always a thing there of like oh god do i now then take people out of the moment with because they're just going oh there's aj doing another stupid voice for this character <laughs> but yeah so yeah i mean what 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 sort of other than the, the sort of city of mist things and that if you got an, an alien have you got any kind of more long-term ambition sort of things things on the horizon for um for snyder's return sort of um we are you know continuing to reach out to new content creators we are continuing to engage with um previous guests so you know we've been fortunate to have james in Chicago on a couple of times and um provisionally he's agreed to, to come back and speak with us again um and all the work he is doing with mcdm and, and all the stuff he has done in the past he is such a a well such a deep resource of of um 
sort of tabletop knowledge. He has been a podcaster. He has done game design, editing. He is an inspiration of mine. And it was his Demon Plague podcast, which I believe he is rewriting the supplement or uh, going to re-release it due to certain updates required from his own critique. And on there was Lauren Urban and um, Rudy Basso and, and a few few of the a few other players, uh, TK Storm. Yeah. And and it was that podcast that led me into Dungeon Drunks, which led me into listening to Dungeons and uh, Dungeons and Dragons and mm. Take Initiative and then swapping systems to listen to misconceptions and sort of broadening out that uh, that scope that I was then able I felt confident enough to reach out to Lauren Urban and have had the pleasure to speak with her and, and a few other creators and and from her I was I felt inspired to speak to a few of the, the cast of Silver and Steel, the D and D Beyond produced actual play uh, stream. So I've been lucky enough to speak to people on on there. So that sort of tied into B Dave Waters and from there into the vampire scene. I spoke to Ellie Collins and it, it's been a knock on effect and, and every link in this chain that, that we've been making, we're able to sort of loop back to and, and keep goodwill with, with them. And, and find out how their projects are sort of progressing and, and hopefully have them back on in the future. And we're, we're trying to introduce new content to really highlight new game systems, new creators, maybe parts of game systems that people are less aware of. You know, there's there's so many gems hidden on the DMs Guild and, and Drive Through RPG and places like that that people may not necessarily be aware of. There are podcasts and actual play streams and YouTube content, for example, that people may be unaware of because no one's no one's mentioned it. It's just not been highlighted in their sort of usual rotation of, of shows. Mm. So we're looking to really bring that side of, of uh, showcasing and promotion and community together from the interview side of stuff. So that's what we're continuing to work on. You know, our... Um, our website is functional. Um, I need to tidy it up and, and, and square everything away, but, but it works so that there's resources on there. We, we use, so Buzzsprout puts out, which means we can attach transcripts. Uh, we also add the transcripts onto the website. So if there are those that prefer to read along, I do try and make them read properly. Yeah. Um, so you can read along with 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 the interviews and, and sort of pick out there's always links to sh- uh, the shows or the the guests and their projects in the the episodes as you would expect um so we're, we're trying to sort of build engagement with them so that's again something we're hoping to carry on and carry forward with respect to the actual play we've got the D side of stuff so one shots we've got some uh a few planned and a few more in the works we're gonna hopefully guest on on other shows uh, and try out a few different systems. I've never, for example, played Quest, so we are in discussion with podcasts about that. There's um, uh, the Savage World system. We're in discussion uh, with some some people about joining them for a, for a, like a crossover or, or one shot with, with that system. So we're we're just trying to not spread ourselves too thin, mm. but be as engaged as as we can be. Because that then allows us to sort of really 
share the spotlight and promote others. And not only does it benefit ourselves because it's a feel good factor of, of knowing that we've we've provided, we've created, and we are supportive. But it's that sense of achievement that sort of ties in with that as well. So there's the D&D stuff, the City of Mist stuff that's coming, the audio drama that we're working on as a community. So I'm really excited for that. And the the interviews, plus promos, trailers. Occasionally, like uh, the month of January, we took a midwinter break, which allowed us to give a full month just to push out other people's episodes so we could say, give give me your episode that introduces a new listener to your show. And I've had a, I've had really good feedback, and that allowed me to tie in different game systems, one per week. And tied into that, I was able to also tack on the the promotions for podcasts that we had already agreed to um, promote their stuff. So there's sort of twice the promotion, and also gives me a month to try and steady the ship, so I can edit, correct, and and keep the podcast moving forward. Mm. Um, so we are just. Aiming for the shooting for the moon, aiming for the horizon. I'm not sure which analogy or metaphor <laughs> we're going for, but we're we're heading in that direction, and we're hoping that we can move with other people too. Mm. A lot of it, a lot of exciting stuff on the horizon. Then coming up the uh, coming up the feed this year. Then basically, <laughs> uh, yeah, there was a lot of words there. Yeah. Uh, the content will come. Yeah. That that is something we're working on. There was a lot yeah. of words, but there is content behind it mm, for sure. Um, so in 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 a way of sort of bringing this into a into a landing then where where can people um go to find your find your stuff i guess social media and your website and and such so on twitter you can find us at at return snyder uh we are on instagram at snyder underscore return you can find our website at www.squarespace.snydersreturn.com everybody saw that out um we are we do have facebook uh, it's more of a landing platform for our uh, posts, but uh, if you post on there or messages through any of these platforms, we will do our best to, to sort of get back to you in, in, in good time. We have a Discord server. It is quite new, um, and we are mainly using it for running our actual play and hosting one-shots and sort of just building a community there slowly. Mm. We did start a Patreon. It's bare bones so we'll come back to that one in a couple of months but we do have a patreon if you want to support the channel that way and we do have a buy me a coffee and again there's, there's no obligation to to support us in that way even if you just left us a review on your uh, preferred podcast platform or podcatcher or wherever you get your podcast from we'd be greatly appreciated you know any feedback we can take in uh discuss it amongst the team and sort of look to steer the podcast in a way that suits our listeners. Because mm. that, that's who we create this content for. We enjoy creating it and we put it out there, but we want people to enjoy listening to it. Um, so, um, yeah, please get in touch either via Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, or, or one of the other mediums. and We'll be really happy to hear from you. Mm. Awesome. Um, okay, well, yeah, th- once again, th- thanks so much for joining me for this today. This has been a really interesting discussion. Oh, thank you, AJ. Thank you for sort of um, having me on. Really. Yeah. yeah. Uh, t- messing, up your, messing up your feed. I'm sure there are <laughs> many other people you could have had on this evening, but uh, we appreciate uh, 
Well, I certainly appreciate the the invitation. No, it's it's like I say it's been it's been a real fun discussion. Um, so yeah, I should probably I'll, I'll give out our own things. As as bad as I am at opening podcasts, I'm pretty bad at closing them as well. So um, <laughs> <laughs> I will just say uh, to our listeners then, as always, you can find us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram, all of which we're at Pretend With Dice. Uh, for those so inclined, uh, you can find us on uh, again. I, I said it. Is it Kofi, Coffee, Kofi? Either way, we're at ko-fi.com slash pretending with dice. <laughs> it's fine. The links are out there somewhere. And uh, yeah, also please do join us on our Discord server, uh, the links to which are in our Twitter bio and on the contact page of our Podbean site. Um, so yeah, that's. I guess we'll, we will call it to a call it to a close there. As to say, once again, thanks so much for joining me, Adam. It's been a lot of fun. It has. Thank you very much, AJ. Yeah, and uh, we'll see you all later.